welcome to our Catechism class. We're looking at Lord's Day 45. It's our third look at this Lord's Day, so I've called it 45C. We're looking at questions 118 to 119, and our topic is, what should we ask God for when we pray? So before we look at question 118 and 119, let's remind ourselves of what we learned about prayer already from our instructor in the Catechism. Well, firstly, we learned why God requires us to pray, because prayer is a mark of our gratitude to God, and because prayer is a means of Christian growth, and finally, because prayer brings glory to Almighty God. And then in our second look at Lord's Day 45, we saw what our prayer should consist of. In fact, we called it the marrow of prayer. Prayer should be made with obedience, with repentance and humility, and with the confidence that God will always answer according to his purpose. But we're also encouraged to ask our Heavenly Father for his grace to help us in our times of need, for him to turn his face towards us and regard us in our helplessness and favour our prayers, even though we do not deserve such love as he freely lavishes upon us. The Catechist has approached this, as always, in the correct biblical manner. For our attitude in prayer will be that of seeking the good of the kingdom of God, seeking our own submission to the righteousness of God, and that attitude will underlie and direct the requests and petitions that we bring before the Lord in prayer. The Catechist is simply echoing the priorities taught to us by Jesus. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. So since we have seen why we should pray, and our attitude in prayer, how we should pray, Let's look at question 118. What has God commanded us to ask of him? The answer given by the Catechist is all the things that we need for body and soul, as included in the prayer which Christ our Lord himself taught us. So there is a very simple answer to the question the Catechist has asked. We are to pray for and pray about everything. How impossible would it be to bring all of our needs before the Lord in prayer? That's why we have great confidence that our Heavenly Father knows us better than we know ourselves. He already knows what we need, even before we ask Him. Jesus told us this. In Matthew 6 and verse 8, He says, For your Father knows the things you have need of before you ask Him. What do we mean by all that we need for body and soul? Or just as an individual, for a moment or two, think about your own bodily needs and your own spiritual needs. What do we need in a bodily sense? Well, we need food and drink and fresh air to breathe, don't we? We don't need fancy expensive food. We don't need vintage wines. We just need food to eat. And we need shelter. We need a roof over our heads. We don't need a house that's built to impress our friends or our neighbours just somewhere to live, somewhere warm and comfortable and safe. 
And we need fellowship and companionship and human company. And we need love and we need a measure of health. We don't need to be world-class athletes just to have enough health and strength to get through every day. Now you've noticed that we're to pray for our needs. As Christians, we have to learn to distinguish between what we need and what we want, what we really, really want. That's a vital distinction. For there is a great difference between the two. There's a song sung by someone called Janice Joplin. Oh Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes-Benz? My friends all drive Porsches, I must make amends. I've worked hard all my lifetime, no help from my friends. So Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes-Benz? I'm quite sure the answer to that prayer is no. He won't buy your Mercedes-Benz. So to help with this distinction between needs and wants and greeds, we have a special formula for prayer. And it's here that the Catechist introduces us to the words of the Lord's Prayer in question 119. He asks, what is the Lord's Prayer? And he then goes on to tell us the words that we read from the Lord Jesus. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. So he does this for two reasons. First of all, as I've already said, to teach us the difference between basic needs and life's luxuries. What do we really need? In the Lord's Prayer, we learn that we need a right understanding of God. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. We need submission to his rule over us. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We need the very basic necessities of life, something to eat. Give us this day our daily bread. We need forgiveness and the willingness to forgive others. Forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. We need guidance to avoid temptation. Lead us not into temptation. And we need deliverance from Satan's traps. Deliver us from evil. And we need an attitude of worship. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory. Amen. These things are our needs. And yet there's a second reason why the Catechist directs us to the Lord's Prayer. And it's to emphasise the unselfish nature of prayer. I want you to see that in question 118, our instructor refers here to our needs, not to my needs. And that's emphasised right throughout the Lord's Prayer. There's a poem that goes like this. You cannot pray the Lord's Prayer and even once say I. You cannot pray the Lord's Prayer and even once say my. Nor can you pray the Lord's Prayer and not pray for one another. And when you ask for daily bread, you must include your brother. For others are included in each and every plea. From the beginning to the end of it, it does not once say me. So needs only, nothing selfish, nothing self-serving, 
two of the first principles of prayer taught here by our instructor in the Catechism. The Catechist will look at the other petitions of the Lord's Prayer separately in questions 120 to 129. And those questions and answers will keep us busy in Catechism class for the next few weeks. thank you for listening. If you'd like to know some more about the Heidelberg Catechism, if you're interested in church history or theology or Christian doctrine, you can contact me, Bob McAvoy at aol.com, or join the Heidelberg Catechism discussion group on Facebook. Ask questions, join in the debate. Thank you again, and I'll see you next time.